Come Holy Spirit, come Lord, we continue and always give you permission to do what you desire. We pray that you would make our minds, our hearts, and our souls fertile soil, that your word, the word of truth and life, would bear great fruit in our lives. We pray for the grace of, that you would illuminate these scriptures, that you would convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Apocalypse, huh? A reading Today's first reading, the Gospel has these apocalyptic images, these apocalyptic overtones, and so... Why are we reading that in Mass today? We're coming to the close of the liturgical year, the end of ordinary time. In a couple of weeks, it'll be Advent. And, and the church in the liturgical year gives us a microcosm of salvation history. Advent is the, the longing for the coming of Christ in the flesh. Christmas, we celebrate Him incarnate in our world. We have ordinary time living with Him. Lent, preparing for the passion, the Easter season, celebrating the power of the resurrection. So at the end of ordinary time, we look forward to the second coming of Christ. It's coming at the end to judge the world. And so the church is giving us these readings. Now, a couple of practical things, and then I'm going to dive into to the real point that I want to make today. But just because it's here presents itself, we can read this and not in its full context, not the whole passage. And like, what is Jesus talking about? Like, he seems pretty confused. First he says, we don't know when this is going to happen. And then he's saying, um, you know, it's going to happen before one generation. That the, the sun and the moon and the stars, like, well, they're still there. Like, what's going on? Well, what Jesus is doing here, he's weaving in two different things. On a practical level, he's weaving in what is going to happen in that first generation is that the Romans are going to destroy Jerusalem and destroy the temple. So that and this sun and moon and stars were actually inscribed, painted into the temple because the temple represented a, you know, a microcosm of the heavens and the earth. So he's talking about this real historical event that's going to happen in their generation. But then he is also talking about his coming at the end of time. So these, he's weaving them in together because they're connected to each other, uh, which can be a little bit confusing. But the point I want to make today and like draw our hearts to is this. When we hear apocalypse, when things is like, okay, we think that that word means the end of the world. But actually, the word comes from the Greek word apocalypsis, which means unveiling. And unveiling. This is where we get the word of the, the, the name of the book of Revelation, right? It's a, a revealing, a lifting of the veil. And what is being lifted? What veil is being lifted here in these images? One. This veil is being lifted is a revelation of right who the Lord is. And then where do we put our hope and trust? 
One of the things Jesus talks about is he weaves these two in. The first, that, that historical destruction of Jerusalem, and then the second coming of him at the end. Both of them involve, he says, there's going to be a time of distress, of suffering, of difficulty. What does suffering do in our life? There's a number of different things. But one thing suffering does is that it unveils things for us. It unveils, again, where we put our hope, where we put our trust, where we put our confidence. What do we rely upon? I don't say this like tritely, like, oh, this kind of cute little philosophy, Father. Suffering is hard. It is painful. And it is difficult. And there's smaller things and there are bigger things and then there are kind of catastrophic things that happen in our life. But what, what they present to us and what is important for us to understand is just one piece of it in that it unveils when we're in the midst of suffering, where is our hope? Where is our trust? Where is our confidence? Because we oftentimes in that, right, when suffering comes, we, we are afraid, we're difficult, we try to go to what, what we're going to control, what am I going to cling to? And part of what this this the suffering of Jesus unveils for us is the heart of the Father. Jesus is on the cross and he is like lifting the veil. Do you want to know who God is? Here is his heart. A heart that suffers for us. A God who offers his life for our salvation. It's a beautiful, powerful thing that Thomas says to Jesus at the Last Supper, right before this happens, Jesus, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. He says, have you been with me for three years now? Do not know if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Maybe again, we've been Catholic our whole life. Maybe you're on the journey to becoming Catholic. Maybe your friend just drag, drug you in here this morning because he gave you a free ticket to the game last night. But on the cross, what is being revealed is the heart of the Father. In the midst of the suffering of Jesus, it's the heart of the Father. And in the midst of suffering in our life, again, like, where, where are we clinging to? There's this revelation. I remember uh, a period of life in my own priesthood um, where it was maybe one of the most difficult points uh, for me. And, and as I'm going through this and I'm, I'm praying, I'm just like, like, Lord, I don't know what the heck is going on or why this is happening, right? And again, we're in the midst of suffering and these things and just like, what is the deal? And I, I felt the Lord asking me to trust him. He's like, hey, look, you're putting your trust in this thing and in this thing and in this thing. And if I would just fix all this and everything's like, just trust me. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I tell people that all the time. It's a little difficult, like when you're in the heat of it, right? You know, like, and I get it. I've done this in my life. And the Lord's just like, trust me. And I'm like, okay, I'm praying. And, and I had this awareness of like Jesus on the cross. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And there was part of me like, okay, Lord, give me the grace here to entrust myself to the Father. And then there was another part of me that was like, um... 
uh, he died. <laughs> you know, like that didn't seem to work out really well. And then, again, this, this revelation in my heart, like, okay, Lord, I do trust you, and I wouldn't be a priest if I didn't, but there are clearly some places within me that I still don't. I'm still clinging to other things. And this particular moment of suffering in my life was an unveiling and a revelation of that. And so his invitation to me was like, yes, Jesus did die. But he was drawn into my heart. And then he rose. And then opened up the gates of heaven. Again, a further unveiling of who the Lord is. And that he's trustworthy. So the church presents these readings to us. He wants to always have us in mind, right? Where are we placing our trust? Where are we placing our confidence? Where are we placing our hope? And our abilities and our knowledge and our resources, all good things, but ultimately they need to be in the Lord. Because when we come to the end of our life, like our health, our bank account, our accomplishments, they're just dust. And what we are before the Lord, just right before Him. And His invitation to us now and every day is to trust Him and to put our hope in Him. Daily prayer, regular confession, the great devotion to the Holy Eucharist, a life of service, particularly those in need, like placing our hope and trust and confidence in Him. Unveiled today is the heart of Jesus. Unveiled in suffering is what we cling to. Let us today cling more closely to Christ and Him alone. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.